Hello and welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number number eight, I guess it is. And as always, this podcast is brought to you. Actually, this podcast is for um, single guys over forty who like to travel the travel the world. So, and more so, probably more than any other podcast, this one will definitely be for the single guy who likes to travel. Um, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the number one tip that I wish I knew before going to Stockholm, Sweden. And as always, this is what I wish I'd known before I went or what I was looking for online before I went that I could not find. But in this podcast, I'm going to tell you the ironic thing about Stockholm, Sweden is that there are n- almost no really good looking blondes in Stockholm, Sweden. And yes, I did say that. There's almost no really good looking blondes in Stockholm, Sweden, despite the obvious worldwide reputation. And what there is in Stockholm is a ton of blondes, though. There's a lot of, I mean, all, I would say 80% of the girls that you meet are blondes. But on the 0 to 10, um, 0 being completely unattractive, 10 being drop dead gorgeous, you will not see many tens at all in Stockholm. There's a few in the nightclubs, um, but there just is not any. There's probably more good-looking blondes in Scottsdale, Arizona, than there is in Stockholm, Sweden. What there is in Stockholm is a lot of drop-dead gorgeous brunettes. Now I don't know if that's the influx of the Middle Eastern people coming in, um, but. The head-turning girls are all brunettes, and that's just everywhere out in the street at the mall or the park or whatever. You'll see very, very good-looking brunettes. Funny that it reminds me of Los Angeles in the U.S., where when I went to Los Angeles back in 1997, um, all I saw was really, really good-looking brunettes, and uh, there was really no blondes like you see in Arizona and in ASU. But anyway, so that was so that's the number one tip that I have. If you want to go to somewhere to see the best looking brunettes, go to Stockholm, Sweden, um, not to see the best looking blondes. Also, um, you once you meet the girls in Stockholm, they are not the most friendly girls that you'll meet in the world. What they are, they're they're kind of like Russian girls in that. They give you what's called the icy first minute. And what that means is that whenever you start talking to them, they treat you like a stranger. And if they like you after the first minute, they warm up and they're super, super sweet once they um, feel comfortable and once they start to like you. Um, If they don't like you, they make it pretty clear pretty quick. Um, This is all in contrast to Western girls like American girls or or. Canadian girls or whatever, um, Canadian girls and American girls, they're always friendly, almost fake friendly when you first meet them. And then it's kind of your job to um, make them like you or whatever after about five minutes. Because if you don't, they'll get bored and find some other guy. And so it's just kind of the opposite how it starts when you start talking to girls, when you meet them from either the West or the East or Eastern Europe. Um and what what else is interesting in Stockholm is that when you go to the bars and the clubs, you you don't buy girls drinks by their culture or whatever. The girls buy their own drinks. 
And that's kind of weird. I mean, I was there, but again, I'm American, so I, you know, I have to buy girls drinks. Um, and I told the Swedish girls when I was talking to them that I was going to buy them drinks because I was American and it's just wrong for me not to, not to do that. Um, but then after a while I did kind of break down and I let them buy like the second round or third round or whatever it was. Um, just because again, I was in Sweden for crying out loud. Um, and then part of that comes from, uh, Swedish girls are very, um, well, one, they're liberal and two, they have a lot of control over their lives. I mean, I talked to a lot of girls in, in Stockholm anyway, who they were, in their upper 20s, maybe 30s, who lived alone um, and w- went to work every day and all that, uh, just like, you know, a lot of American girls, um, unlike girls in Ukraine or, or Czech or Russia or whatever, where you don't really see a lot of girls over 25 who aren't married. Um, and the girls who are still living at home at 30 live with their mom and family so it's just different when you're in sweden almost all the girls that i met i think lived alone for the most part Um, so that's another interesting thing about going to sweden and meeting swedish girls once you're there if i mean if you've never been to sweden you're planning on going on a trip uh, i would suggest staying in what's called the stir plan area and that's kind of like the not high-end area but it's where there's all the, the nice shops, the Louis Vuitton shops, the Chanel shops, all that stuff. Um, and it's the good clubs are there. The popular clubs are there, the popular bars and lounges, all that's right there in the stir plan area. And if you want to go out to the clubs or the bar or the clubs, whatever, the best club that I saw in that area was called Stir Companiet. And it was a pretty nice club. I mean, everybody was dressed nice. Um, again, not the, the crowd was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't nothing to, you know, jump up and down about, um, everybody, uh, again, all the guys were in jackets and stuff. All the girls were in, not all the girls, but a lot of the girls were in dresses, but then a lot of girls were in jeans too, which is, you know, again, a little different for the, one of the most exclusive clubs in, in Stockholm. Um, the other club that I went to was called the Opera Cafe Club. That was down kind of by the river, maybe about a half mile from the uh, Stir Companiet Club, and it was good too. It was um, a little bit more lively, I guess, and the girls were a little bit better looking. Um, the same thing though; it's you would very most of the girls were like I said sixes and sevens, um, a few eights here and there, uh, and and then every now and then you would see like a drop dead gorgeous um, blonde girl that you would think from you know, whatever the reputation is of Sweden. Um, but that was definitely the exception and definitely the unicorn. Um, so those are the two clubs that I have. And another thing that you need to know about, uh, traveling to Stockholm is that they, the bouncers at the club, they do do what's called face control. And, um, unless they, you know, want you to come into their club, they won't let you come into the club. And that, you don't see a lot of that in America, but when you start going overseas and you start going to the clubs overseas, there's a lot of that. I mean, if you're not with girls or you're not in a group and all that stuff, you just can't get into most places. So remember that when you're traveling. If you have any questions, leave me a comment on my website and I'll be more than happy to explain, you know, how do you get, get into clubs and all that stuff. But um, during the day, if you don't feel like going to clubs and you want to try to meet 
uh, Swedish girls there. Um, there's two places to go. Well, actually, one real place, and that's the Galleria Mall, and we're and that's down. Um, it's about I don't know maybe two or three miles away from the Sturplan area, but it's a mall. The mall in and of itself is not that great, but around it is a lot, a lot of foot traffic. It's kind of like the um, Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica, if you're familiar with L.A. Uh, you have the mall down there, but then you have Third Street, which is a lot of foot traffic, a lot of shops, a lot of everything, a lot of people um, walking up and down Third Street in L.A. That's kind of how the Galleria area is in Stockholm. There's just people everywhere, kind of like Times Square or Fifth Avenue in L.A., in New York, I mean. Um and so that's the best place to go during the day if you want to try to meet Swedish girls during the day. Um, that's where you go. And I will say this, though, one warning. Um, in 2017 or 16, whenever I was there, all the girls you'd see on the streets walking to the malls, walking to the shops, uh, were wearing um, earbuds in their ears for their phone. So I imagine in 2020, that's probably a lot worse or there's more girls wearing earbuds. So it's really hard to talk to girls um, just out during the day, you know, with their earbuds in their ears. I mean, literally every girl had earbuds back then. So I imagine it's the same now. Uh, so that's it as far as my advice if you're going to Stockholm, Sweden on vacation Finally, I'll just leave with this. If you're going to go, um, only go for about three, four days, maybe. There's just not a lot to do in Sweden. I mean, again, if you're, I mean, obviously you're not going to meet girls all day, every day. So when you're not doing that, if you want to just check out what Sweden has, to, uh, Stockholm has to offer, you only need about three or four days. There's the Vasa Museum um, that you can go to. There's the river tours you can go to. Um, and then that, I mean, there's just not, not a lot to do as far as I'm concerned. You can find everything there is to do on the internet. I don't need to tell you that, but what I'm here to tell you is, like I said, if you're going to see drop dead gorgeous blondes, don't go to Stockholm, Sweden anyway. Um, if you want to see drop dead gorgeous brunettes, then yes, go to Stockholm and that's what you'll see. And you'll be happy. Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, if you, as always, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments on my website darrenstravels.com and I'll leave that in the show notes and again if you have any questions please leave them for me thanks for listening I'll talk to you soon bye